Welcome to the Gazette's Fact Checker Podcast. I'm Erin Jordan, the Gazette's investigative reporter. I'm Elijah Dishas, the Gazette's features reporter. And I'm Marissa Payne, the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter. So we're here with you today to talk about what is a statewide topic, but our our source of the statements is Lynn County Auditor Joel Miller, who is running for Secretary of State. You know, the claim goes back to an issue that uh, kind of came up in 2021 when the GOP-controlled Iowa legislature passed a broad election reform bill that one of the provisions of it, it required the Secretary of State to move from active status to inactive status any voter who didn't vote in the 2020 general election. So Joel Miller has criticized Secretary of State Paul Pate for that move um, that he did in the spring of 2021. So now Miller's running against Pate and he's kind of returned to that criticism in a tweet that he made August 8th. It says, over 80% of Lynn County elections voters retroactively activated by Iowa Secretary of State in 2021 are still inactive one year later. Pate and Iowa GOP pushed those voters one step closer to being canceled because those voters are not their voters. I want all eligible to vote. So the fact checkers looking into these numbers specifically cited by Miller and um, try to find out how many of those voters who were deactivated in 2021 still are inactive today and whether the political affiliation of that group does match what Miller claims that they were not their voters, um, meaning Republicans, and kind of look at if you're moved from active to inactive status, whether that's one step closer to having your registration canceled. So just, you know, we kind of talked about the background a little bit um, about how the um, how Senate file 413 required a voter to be marked inactive if they didn't vote in the most recent general election. Before that bill, voters had to miss two general elections in a row to be marked inactive. Um, The bill also had a lot of other uh, changes in it, uh, such as shortening the amount of time for early voting and that kind of thing. So in terms of the voters that were that became inactive, I've been using the word deactivated, which I did talk with my editor about. I was like, are we are they really deactivated? But I think it's the clearest way to understand it. Um, So in April April 2021, uh, Pate's office had sent 294,148 no activity notices to voters around the state. So these are voters whose status was changed from active to inactive. And this included more than 18,000 Lynn County voters and more than 10,000 in Johnson County. So Miller and Pate, a lot of what this check involved was going back and forth between Joel Miller's office in Lynn County and Paul Pate's office in Des Moines to kind of check these numbers to make sure that, you know, we were all on the same page about the most accurate numbers. So Miller and Pate are differ slightly on the number of, of Lynn County voters they say are were marked inactive. It's not much. Uh, Miller says there were 18,506. Pate says 18,690. So the first claim is that Miller says 15,062 of of those Lynn County voters or 81% still were inactive as of August 8th. And he pulled a report, he had his um, election services provide a report that does show that that number of voters are still inactive as of um, 
earlier this month. Another 2,500 or 14% have reactivated their status, according to Miller. Um, so Pate's office says that it's true that more than 15,000 of the original 18,000 inactive voters still are inactive. But Pate says that that 15,000 number includes something like 3,000 voters who have made a change in their voter registration that means they're inactive for another reason besides failure to vote in that 2020 election. Um, one example might be they tried to re-register um, but put in an address that was um, ineligible or, or something like a mailing bounced back from that. So he says the percentage is lower, but um, I think that Miller has made his claim straightforward enough that it is accurate that 80% of those Lynn County voters who were deactivated in March 2021 still are inactive today. So I, I think we should give him an A on that claim. Moving on to the next one, um, Miller said the status change um, push, quote, push those voters one step closer to being canceled. So if you become an inactive voter, it's relatively easy to reactivate your status. You can do that by requesting an absentee ballot, voting in any election, or just registering again, or updating your voter registration. And that's pretty easy to do online. Um, our print piece has the links to that, but basically you can go to the Secretary of State's website to do that. But if a registered voter has been inactive for two successive general elections, their registration can be canceled. So at this point, they have been pushed a little bit closer to being canceled because of that, um, what the Republicans call voter maintenance. So we give uh, Miller an A on that claim as well. Third and last claim we're checking here, Joel Miller said that... Um, he, that the GOP approved legislation to deactivate voters who didn't vote in 2020, um, that they did that because these voters weren't, quote, their voters, meaning Republicans. So we looked at the party affiliation of those that were deactivated. Of the 18,506 voters deactivated in 2021 in Lynn County, Lynn County reported, the, reported these party affiliations. So Almost 50%, um, just under 9,000 voters were no party. 31% uh, were Democrats, 18% were Republicans, and 2% were other. So, and, and I did confirm with Pate's office, and they said they didn't have any reason to think this breakdown was wrong. So the bulk of these voters are, are no party or independents. So they could, you know, potentially be beneficial for, for both either Republicans or Democrats. But um, Democrats did outnumber Republicans significantly in the, you know, those that weren't, that did declare a party affiliation. So whether the GOP made this change to deactivate the voters to try to make it harder for Democrats to vote is, is maybe harder to prove. Um, so this, this sweeping election reform bill that was passed last year, it was very similar, if not identical, to legislation passed in other Republican-controlled um, legislatures in other states. The GOP said at the time the database purges were necessary to reduce voter fraud, you know, although that has not been proven to be any sort of a problem in Iowa. 
But the list of those deactivated voters also includes a lot of Republicans and, um, you know, and no party voters who could have swung their direction in a future election. So I think we should give Miller a C on this claim, which I consider half true. It's it's true about the party affiliations, um, whether the because is true, that was why these voters were deactivated. I, I don't think we can prove. And um, so I think a C is what I'm leaning toward on this claim. But let's hear what the rest of the team thinks on either of the any of these three claims. Yeah, so um, this is really interesting because it's one of those um, relatively mundane topics that people didn't pay attention to until a couple of years ago um, when laws suddenly started changing um, on voter rules. And I mean, you know, a few years ago, I don't think most people paid attention to who the Secretary of State was or what party they were with. Um, but it's a really hot topic now. Um, for the first claim, um, I wanted to ask about the discrepancy on the numbers between Miller and Pay. It's it's a really small difference, but I mean, since we're talking about numbers, to me, numbers should be numbers. So I, I'm wondering if you ever figured out, you know, why they're giving you slightly different numbers there. No, I didn't. I mean, I I don't think that when I asked the other why, um, you know, like when I asked Pate why Miller had a lower one or, you know, in most cases, when their numbers were off, they would say, well, that's because they did this. And we think the, you know, the analysis should be, you know, this sort of computation. But in this case, it, you know, they're, they're less than 200 off um, in this in a scope of tens of thousands, so I don't think it's significant enough for us to to worry about too much. But no, I did not get an answer of, about that difference. Okay, and then for the third claim, um, we have all the Lynn County numbers there, and those are great. I'm wondering if we have any sense of what the um, deactivation numbers look like statewide, or if there was any easy way to source that? I do not have that. Since the claim was specifically about um, Lynn County sure. voters, um, that's why I got that. I can definitely go back to um, the Secretary of State's office and see if they have a breakdown of the 294,000. If they do, and that would be quick to provide, I can I can put that in there. Yeah. I, mean, I think since- that would be interesting. Yeah, since his his claim was specifically about Lynn County, you don't necessarily need it. But I think the the broader context would be um, really interesting here to see if if um, numbers for the entire state are are any different than they are here with party affiliation. Um, I do agree with your grade of a C there. Um, you know, forty nine percent of them have no party, um, and then there are twice as many Democrats as Republicans among the ones who um, do declare a party. So I think, I think a C is a nice even grade there. That sounds great. What do you think, Marissa? I mean, I wonder if, you know, if Joel Miller's thinking about, you know, this legislation that kind of mirrors um, legislation passed in other Republican led legislatures, uh, where especially like after the 2020 election, you know, some of those swing States or, Um, like Georgia that were really, you know, kind of the center of national coverage, um, you know, where the results were very close and where, um, you know, especially like Georgia 
turnout among Democrats was enough to push Biden to victory. And then, um, you know, you see some of these bills and legislatures that kind of target that. Um, You know, I wonder if that's kind of what Miller's getting at where, you know, there were legislative attempts that seemed kind of like a backlash to um, that energy among Democratic voters. Um, But in Iowa, um, I mean, since ultimately this legislation you know, makes voters inactive, like, you know, regardless of party, can we really say that this is just an attempt to get Democrats off the voter rolls? You know, of course, in Lynn County, that it's a, is a blue county, you're going to have more Democrats than Republicans being turned inactive. But is that the intention? And, you know, I, I don't know without going back to from that time, like, what politicians were all saying, and I think that's an interesting point you raised, Marissa. I think if we um, are able to get a breakdown of the entire 294,000, I would guess it's um, even a larger number of Republicans, you know, just because you're going to have the non-urban counties in that mix. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think maybe a better way of doing an apples to apples comparison would be to look at the proportion of voters deactivated compared to um, the number still on the rolls for the rest of the state, you know, that could show us something more in, in, in other areas that are a lot more red than Lynn County or, or Polk County. Yeah. I mean, I think that's possible. I guess I just, part of me thinks that, um, these voters didn't even care enough to come out in 2020 to vote. I mean, I guess I'm kind of with Republicans a little bit, like if you're not going to vote in that election, like you know, I don't know. You know, it seems like you're not very engaged already. I don't know why we necessarily need to um, purge them from the records. But, um, you know, I guess I, I'm not feeling it exactly why they also need to be kept in the, you know, it is fairly easy to reactivate yourself. But, um, you know, it's. Uh, That's true. Yeah. And I mean, we're not necessarily here to make. um you know, judgment calls on how engaged you are and whether you should be engaged um, in an election. But I think it's also important to think about, um, you know, these purges happening after significant changes in voter ID laws in Iowa. True. And I mean, proponents or opponents of voter ID laws have um, argued about how much harder they make it just to get registered to vote. So do you think it would add value to get the party affiliation breakdown of Lynn County voters overall to compare with this, these percentages? It could, yeah. What do you think, Marissa? Yeah, I mean, that at least contextualizes like the inactive voters versus how many we have overall. Um, But then I think to point out like the impact this had on the rest of the state, you know, like if more Republicans around the state were made inactive, you know, since there are more, actually, I don't know, I would assume that there are more registered Republicans in Iowa, given, you know, how our elections come down. But I know Republicans have been leading pretty far ahead in in new voter registrations. I mean, Iowa has conventionally been called a purple state, but it's, I don't think anyone's called it that for the last five years or so. One thing I did put in the check, which I thought was interesting, is because it's kind of, 
going back to the motivation and that kind of thing. Um, so back in 2021, the Gazette um, asked Pate about whether he advised the governor to sign the legislation, the election, um, the election bill. And he, his statement was, quote, the Iowa legislature makes the laws. It is our job as election officials to follow those laws. Iowa's consistently one of the top states in the nation for voter registration and participation, and I'll keep striving to make us number one. My office will continue providing resources to, to help every eligible Iowan be a voter and understand any changes in election law. Our goal has always been to make it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. So, I mean... I, I don't know that we can like read between the lines and say that, you know, he didn't necessarily support the purging because maybe he does. Maybe he did. And maybe he behind the scenes said, yeah, let's do the voter list maintenance. But um, he definitely didn't say, oh, I, you know, I, 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 I wanted this bill. So, you know, um, that kind of gets a little bit to that intent being unclear at this point. Yeah, I think that 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 statement was a nice way of um, not answering the question. Um, and there's probably a reason he didn't want to answer the question. So, yeah, definitely. OK, so um, I'll try to get a little more information for that third claim. Um, if I can get the party, I know I can get the party affiliation of just of Lynn County voters overall, those percentages Um and then um, see if they have the party affiliation of all those that were removed from the active status, the 294,000. See if we can get that to um, just to supplement this if possible. Yeah. Do you guys, are you guys, do you, do you think the grades, do you agree with the grades, two A's and a C and averaging that, that out to be a B overall? Yeah, I agree with that. I, in, you know, I don't think, I, I don't know that that infer, extra information is necessarily going to change that last C grade, um, but it's always nice to have. So yeah, overall, you did a nice job with this. Um, the first two were pretty clear cut with numbers. And then the last one, um, a C is really the most rational grade you can come to. Yeah. I mean, I agree entirely with the two A grades. For me, the third one is a bit murky just because like, how do you prove intent. But I do think you can show impact. And if we have those numbers in there, you know, especially the statewide numbers, like if we see that more Republicans have been made inactive as a result of this law, then, you know, I mean, that kind of makes Miller's point moot there, you know, because then it's not just taking Democrats off the voter rolls, you know, Republicans obviously have been too. And even if there are more Democrats on the list, um, you know, you don't, we don't know how those no party folks would vote. So essentially, you know, you're taking a risk by making them inactive. So, um, okay. But as it stands right now, you're okay with that vote, Marissa? Yeah. I mean, with the grade? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I will try to get some additional information before we publish this, but we'll go ahead with that for now. Um, just to list, let our readers know, we are looking for claims to fact check. Our team is um, still going to be producing stories and um, 
podcasts. It may not be every week, but we will be moving forward with that. So if you have, if you hear any claims or see any claims in print um, or commercials, we're going to start having a lot more political commercials rolling out. If you see anything you'd like us to check, please let us know at factchecker at thegazette.com. So again, you can email us at factchecker at thegazette.com. And when you send those submissions in, folks, please take screenshots whenever you're able to. That's so helpful to us. Oh, yeah, totally. Like a screenshot of an ad like would be great. Or um, uh, if you get a mailer, you can take a photograph of both sides of it just in case um, those of us locally didn't get those. Uh, That's really helpful. All right. And, you know, like I said, I mean, there's going to be a lot of topics that are leading up to the general election, maybe um, the Inflation Reduction Act and some of its provisions or the new uh, proposal by President Biden about student debt forgiveness. So if you see anything about those or anything else, let us know. And in the meantime, our fact checks are edited by Craig Jamulis. And I think Sarah Baranowski is going to be it's going to be filling in on those for the next um, couple of weeks. And our podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. Our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm Elijah Dishas. I'm Marissa Payne. And we'll fact check you later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.